0: Yechezko chapter 23. Chapter 23 is the sister chapter of chapter 16. They are both indictments of Israel, and in particular, indictments of Judah. Indictments both of Judah and Israel, both of the northern kingdom, which is already in exile, and the southern kingdom of Yehudah. Indictments of both, but the indictment of Yehudah is more severe than the indictment of Israel. 16 was a long chapter. We focused on the beginnings of chapter 16. 23 is another long chapter. And once again, we have the language, this is a hyper-sexualized language, both in chapters 16 and 23. And it's interesting to focus on the difference, or a couple of the differences, between 16 and 23. Chapter 23 begins, Vahitavar Hashem Mar. Ben Adam Nashim Benot Hayu. There were two women, the daughters of one mother, so they're two sisters from the same mother. and each of them, each of them was promiscuous harlots in the land of Egypt. And there's a description of the harlotry. The language is extremely a sexualized language, but long story short. There is promiscuity, deep promiscuity in the land of Egypt. It's interesting that in the Torah itself, in the Exodus story, we don't find that. We do find it later in the Torah, and I think I mentioned this earlier, when the Torah speaks of not doing the sins, committing the sins, the misbehaviors of the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan. Chapter 18, a chapter that Yecheska referred to earlier, because the chapter speaks of the chukim and the mishpatim, the mitzvot that a person can live by. So that chapter talks about the evils of Egypt and the evils of Kana. That's the chapter that speaks about forbidden relationships. So there the Torah tells us that Mitzrayim was a place of promiscuity. And we know this from the the narratives. We know this from Abraham goes down to Egypt. He's afraid they will take his wife. And in fact, they do take his wife without consent. So we know about Mitzrayim from those stories. But in the actual Exodus story, there's no focus on that piece of it. But here in Yechesco, there's very much a focus on what happened in Mitzrayim. And what happens in Mitzrayim for Yechesco in chapter 23, what happened in their youth. Is formative because this kind of wanton behavior exists for them way beyond Mitzrayim. But the beginnings are the behaviors in the lands of Mitzrayim. That's in chapter 23. Chapter 16 doesn't say that. 16 doesn't speak about Mitzrayim as being formative. Chapter 23 speaks of Mitzrayim as being formative. That's one interesting distinction between the two. A second interesting distinction between chapter 23 and chapter 16 is that in chapter 23, in our chapter, it talks about the two sisters. There's the older sister, whose name is Ahala, and there's the younger sister, whose name is Aholiba, my tent is in her, which refers presumably the tent, the Ola refers to the temple. And it first speaks about Ahalah, the older sister's misbehaviors. She talks about his extremely promiscuous and reaches out to the Assyrians and all kinds of people and talks in length about this. Now she continues the ways of Mitzrayim. That's in verse number 8. She continues the behavior in the land of Egypt. The negative behavior, highly promiscuous behavior. And God will reject her. Because of that, God is rejecting the older sister, that is Allah. The younger sister comes into play in verse 11, that's ahal and she, she's even worse than the other sister. She's worse than the other. A theme of Yechescu in general is that the kingdom of Judah, those that remain in the land, and the temple is still standing, but they're worse than the exiles. Their behavior is worse. Part of it is they believe because the temple is there, they're the true Jews. That's highly problematic for Yiches. In any event, here it describes the promiscuity of the younger sister, which is even worse than the older. And the punishment to Ahariva, which begins in verse 22 with the word Lachem, that's a word that appears many times in Yiches. Therefore, there'll be a terrible punishment for the younger sister that is uh, Ahariva. In chapter 16, what's very striking, and two interesting differences between 16 and 23. One of them is that in chapter 16, and only in chapter 16, it's as a third woman, a third party. There's the older sister, there's the younger sister, and there's another sister. In chapter 16, and the other sister of sorts is actually Sodom. Sodom is, in chapter 16, in the same general framework of the older and younger sisters. And the behavior of Israel, of a Yehuda, actually, the older sister there is called Shomron. Shomron. Bimech, chapter 16, verse number 46. Rather striking statement. The two sisters are Shomron to the north and Sodom. And those are the two sisters. And your behavior is worse than them. It's even worse than Sodom. Sodom is guilty of terrible pride, arrogance, and doing abominable acts. And, but you're worse. What's interesting is Sodom is not mentioned in chapter 23. But what's interesting is that the endings of chapter 16 and the endings of chapter 23 are very different. The end of chapter 16 is actually a positive ending. Kor Mar Hashem, the end of chapter 16, thus says Hashem Elohim in 16, verse number 59 of that long chapter, that I will deal with you as you have dealt. You have spurned the pact and violated the covenant. So there's a violation of the covenant. The next verse, a verse familiar uh, to us from the Rosh Hashanah service, the Rosh Hashanah liturgy, it's one of the verses that is recited in the Mus'af of Rosh Hashanah. Nonetheless, I will remember my covenant I made with you in the days of your youth, and I will establish with you an eternal covenant. And not only that, Will the covenant be reestablished? But in the continuing verses, you remember your ways and feel ashamed, you will receive your oldest sisters and your youngest sisters, and I give them to you as daughters, though they are not of your covenant. So what's going to happen in the remarkable ending of chapter 16, you will receive your sisters, presumably the sisters of the older sister Shomron and Sidom, and their daughters that I will restore you together with them. They'll be part of you. They'll be under your aegis, as it were. And that's the end of chapter 16. God's motive in doing this is not totally clear. It's not presumably, or necessarily, for our sake, for Israel's sake. It may be more, as appears elsewhere in Yechezkel, for God's sake. But that's the end of 16. So 16, the long chapter 16, has a more positive ending. When you get to the end of chapter 23, there it's very different. The end of chapter 23, we don't have that kind of an ending. We have something very different and very striking. It talks about the punishment of the adulterous woman. They're both adulterous women, but all we is even worse. And it says towards the end of chapter 23, in our chapter, B'anoshim tzadikim, otem. Righteous people will judge you both of you. Mishpat Noafot U Mishpat shov Dam. You're guilty of adultery, promiscuity, and also murder, because in this chapter, Ichesko throws in the additional charge that they will slaughter their own children in an idolatrous cult. In Koamara Hashem, in verse number forty-six, and the concluding verses of our chapter, Rokim, so the end of it is that there'll be a punishment and the punishment which will take place will be a public humiliation a public punishment what's actually very striking and this has been noted by others that the description over here of the public punishment of these promiscuous women the main one being Ahiva has echoes in the mishnah in the tractate of sota where it talks about how the, how we deal with the adulterous woman the sota the one accused in the Torah by the husband of adultery has no proof, brings the woman to the priest. And the Mishnah, if she's found guilty, the Mishnah has a big focus, more than the Chumash seems to have, on the public humiliation of these women, and the other woman, women will be chastised by the punishment. So even though Tractate Sotah, for the most part, takes the text of the Torah and adds all kinds of conditions to it, in a, presumably an attempt to equalize and to uh, bring kind of equity to the story of the Sota, That's the main thrust. But there is this additional element, which will appear to come actually from the verses in Yechezkel, from these verses. So 23 is striking. 23, and we're coming soon to the end of Yechezkel's critique of Israel. There's one more chapter. And after that, there's really not critique of Israel. But here there's a very powerful critique in chapter 23. There's no happy ending. Unlike chapter 16. In 16 is the promise of restoration. That's not present in chapter 23.